0: Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Well, today is sixth of October, and we have a lot of news to cover. So, without any further ado, let's just continue. Well, first things first. Uh, NYCC just happened, and we're actually very grateful for this Comic Con to come by. Why? Well, there were a lot there were a lot of games and movies that had a lot of information just spilled all over. Because it was New York Comic Con. Now, there weren't actually any official video games that were of interest. But many rumors just started spreading. Of course, there were some games such as uh, Lego uh, Super Villains, I think. uh, Which is actually a very interesting game. You get to create your own character, which is a villain. And protect the Earth while the Justice League is gone. Kind of funny premise, but it's Lego, so it's kind of expected. And new information came about that. We also had some information, basically just rumors, coming out. And very interestingly, just when New York Comic Con happened, these informations came out. So one of these information was that there is a new Harry Potter game being developed by Rocksteady. And that is coming really soon, and it's a really cool game happening in the 1800s. So, first of all, how much plausibility is there for this kind of game? Well, to be honest, I actually always wanted a new Harry Potter game, a good one. The last good Harry Potter game I played was Harry Potter and Order of the Phoenix. I know it had some bad, you know, bugs and things like that, but the game to me was a near perfection of how a Spider- uh, sorry, a Harry Potter game should be. I don't know why I suddenly remembered Spider-Man. So it was really cool, especially it was a time that I just bought a wireless mouse and when playing the game and performing the magic tricks, you basically did it on a wireless mouse. So it was seriously cool. It made you feel good. And <laughs> I used a lot of different spells like Protigo and Expelliarmus. It was such a cool thing to do, especially with dueling. And not just dueling, just rolling around the Hogwarts and just, you know, looking at different things and exploring. That was one of the highlights of the game for me. Going around, playing around in that big... Old school and basically repairing stuff, looking at stuff. It really made me feel amazing. And back then at the PC, I didn't have any achievements for the game to be unlocked. So I just did everything 100%. I don't remember what happened that made it so cool, but I wanted to. That was how much I loved this game. And I didn't use any guides or anything, by the way. I just wanted to do it myself. So, going to the black house and doing all of that, finding secrets, that was one of the highlights of the game for me. So, it makes, you know, it actually has, this game has to be just as good as that one. Order of the Phoenix gave us a game that was huge in terms of map. Many people probably don't realize this, but the map was seriously well designed. There were many things in the map. Basically, I think they created the best Hogwarts ever. So, this, this map was actually really huge. Just go think about it. I think they made it one-on-one. And it was really nice. Really well made. So, now definitely I can't wait to see the Hogwarts. But much bigger since this is on a new console and hardware. It would be seriously amazing to see all of it on a much bigger scale, and, of course, seeing Quidditch back. So, you know, based on the footage also, the game actually looks good. But it looks more like RPG than Harry Potter. This is not to say it's a bad thing. I'm actually excited for this kind of thing. But what made, makes this actually plausible? And what makes this basically okay? And makes us actually wonder if this is actually happening? Well, to be honest, Harry Potter is on the rise once more. Such such a, you know, different things have been happening that made Harry Potter stay on the map. One thing was that the Cursed Child in uh, in theaters and, of course, um, the book coming out. So it did keep everything, you know, relevant, even after all this time. Uh, The mobile game itself made a splash. And I actually like the game. It's really cool. It's maybe not perfect, you know, just having to come back every few hours to the game for some small progression, but the story itself is actually interesting. So, there goes that, and of course, um, the movies itself. We're seeing movies from uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them are basically just you know, tools to introduce characters of the old times into the movie universe, Albus Dumbledore, Grindelwald, these guys who never were part of the uh, original movies, and by them I don't mean Albus, I mean Grindelwald and the other characters, so suddenly they appear in these movies and have good roles, and I'm seriously expecting a duel between Albus and Grindelwald, and a much you know, this duel has to be much better than the one we got in Harry Potter and Order of the Phoenix, which was Dumbledore against Voldemort. Pretty disappointing, that one. It was really cool, but so short. And, of course, it had to be short. I mean, <laughs> Dumbledore had the Elder Wand. So, yeah. Um, I'm very excited for this, and I'm pretty sure this is gonna happen. And if this game actually makes a good splash that it comes out with good results, then hell yeah. This movie is just going to rule. Uh, did I say movie? Sorry. This game is going to rule. And of course, the, um, basically, the movies are going to rule because they're going to be also good. I'm crossing my fingers. And this means that basically Harry Potter will stay on the map for a longer time. Harry Potter is right now something like a Star Wars property. I mean, it is actually pretty famous around the world. And I don't know if it's possible to say it's better i'm gonna say it is better than star wars in many many cases if we're talking about movies i'll go with harry potter in terms of consistency of quality and story whereas star wars as much as i love it i'm just thinking that you know basically four five six were the good ones one two three i don't want to even think about them seven basically a recycle of the fourth one but still not bad and the eighth (sighs) I, I don't even want to talk about this one again. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I think Harry Potter, in terms of movies, has it down. And in terms of games, well, Star Wars has a much bigger library of games. And good games are bad games, but I'm going to go with Star Wars on this one. Because Knights of the Old Republic, bitch. So... So, we're very excited. We apparently heard that Rockstar is not making this game. In fact, Avalanche is making the game. And I think it is more acceptable that Avalanche is making the game because the style of the game, the faces, looks like something Avalanche would do. Now, they're saying this Avalanche is not the same that makes Just Cause series. So, I'm thinking probably it's the one that made Mad Max. and But it doesn't make any sense because Mad Max is also produced by the same developers of Just Cause, as far as I know. If it's not, then, wow, what a coincidence. And, well, basically, I'm excited, nevertheless. So, let's hope we actually see the game. Some people are saying that we see the game being revealed at XO18, which is a fan event for Xbox. By fan event, I mean that it's basically like PlayStation Experience. So, um, I'm actually looking forward to this. I mean, it pains me to watch a Microsoft <laughs> conference, but, hell, if we're getting free games, new games, I'm down. By free games, I just mean the announcements. Anything else that comes with the games, never free. It's a terrible thing. So, <laughs> so I'm very excited about it. Speaking of XO18, we also heard that, Apparently, there's a new Arkham game being developed by Rocksteady called Arkham Universe. In fact, this is a game that's one and a half times bigger than Arkham Knight. You get to play as all the characters that you did play as in the original... uh, Sorry, in uh, Arkham Knight. I don't know why I want to say original. And uh, you get to ride in a Batmobile that is not meant for combat. Other characters have cycles and apparently undertake missions... Given to you by the Bat Hub in the Bat Cave. Hmm. And they say that this is the definite final game for Rocksteady. How much of this can we believe? I'm calling bullshit on this one. Sorry. To whoever posted this rumor, this is bullshit. One, this is basically talking about Insurgency again. And that game was debunked a long time ago. It was never even confirmed that this kind of a game exists, and at that time, people said that Montreal was making it. So, unless I see some concrete proof, I'm refusing to believe this. One, because the game sounds actually not bad, but doesn't seem to have any purpose. Two, it's destroying what Arkham Knight left behind. Arkham Knight was basically the end for this series. It really, you know, told us that this is the end, believe it. Now they're saying that, no, this wasn't the end. ha! doesn't make any sense. It's, it's not like Harry Potter, We said, okay, if seven book is the final one, because seven was a big number in the series, and then after many years, they come back with the eighth one. This is not the same thing. This is like only three years after this. So not a big surprise, Rock City, if you're going to say that it wasn't the end. Neither is it going to have any impact for us to say, yay, we're getting another game. In fact, I was more excited when I heard that we might be getting a Superman game or Justice League game. And this is one of the things that really bugs me. It seems that maybe they don't have any idea on any new games. I'm hopeful that this Batman game is not true. It makes me happy that Rocksteady wants to make another game. But they are saying that, you know, the game is based on Court of Owls. That story was amazing, but adapting it into a game and imagining that's that's going to be really good is a stupid thing. Why? Well, because first of all, Paul Dini is no longer part of the writer, writing staff, and that concerns me very much. When he went away after Arkham City and Arkham Knight was developed, Arkham Knight's story wasn't something that you could say was... As good as the rest of the Arkham series. And that's a big, big disappointment. So, I'm not gonna, you know, just accept that this game story is gonna be any good. Because those guys just adapted Death in the Family into the game for Arkham Knight. It didn't turn out that well. So, now I'm gonna believe that they're gonna do Court of Owls justice? I mean, Rock City just... Forget it, don't make another Batman game. It makes me excited to be playing as many other characters in the free roam, cycling, but first of all, if they're going to be cycling, this destroys the transportation system for any other character. It means if Nightwing can actually use the batons to move around the city, and I don't expect him to be as fast as, I don't know, Spider-Man, but at least I want to be able to do that. And if that's going to happen, then shit. This means that... Basically, nobody's going to do that, and they're going to go with Cycle. If Batman's car is going to be much better, again, like the last time, than his cape, then, oh boy, you're in other trouble. Of course, honestly, I hated the car, so I just traveled with the gliding system. But, you know, at the same time, I could admit that the car was seriously fast. So if you wanted to get to a point really quickly, just use the car, if you can actually indoor playing with that car or you know Selena using a cycle I don't know Robin using a cycle. this is what makes it nonsensical I refuse to believe that some of these characters use a cycle I mean Jason Todd I, I have no problem believing that bad girl to some degree I'm okay and this depends that when they say bad girl is in the game which is a problem because why why is she even in the game we have Oracle who is gonna be the bad girl this means that they probably brought a new character to play Batgirl. So, Selena, I also can't believe that, but you never see Selena and Batman chasing each other in a car and cycle. You just see them basically on the rooftops. This is my big gripe with this rumor, so I'm not going to actually go ahead and say that you know this game is going to be bad or anything. I'm just saying that it doesn't seem plausible. And I hope it doesn't exist. So, there goes that. Of course, in NYCC, we also saw new poster and banner for Hellboy. Uh, it's really exciting to see it because it looks really good. And something I want to be part of this movie is that I don't want the Hellboy to have pupils or, you know, irises. I just want him to, you know, have the same yellow-colored eyes. This can be a big difference between Ron Perlman's version and David Harbour. So, this means if you actually give him the yellow eyes permanently, then it's going to be a big change. Why? Because it's closer to the comics. I know it's not that big of a change, but Ron Perlman's character, I think he didn't have those yellow eyes at all. He had normal eyes, but give him the yellow eyes and you're a big step forward than that character. So, it pains me not to see Hellboy 3 ever again, but at least we may actually be getting a new version that looks good. There's that, and of course we saw Aquaman's new trailer, which was 5 minutes, and my thoughts on the movie is that this movie is going to look good. I'm not sure if it's going to be a groundbreaking movie, but I'll say that the movie seems like a fun adventure type movie and doesn't look dark at all. Which, for once, I'm actually on board with. I mean, if it's, if it's actually good in terms of story and things like that, I'm not going to have a problem with it not being dark. Besides, it's Aquaman. So, the pacing actually of the trailer seemed really good. I hardly felt it was five minutes. I did know that it was more than two minutes and all that. But the editing was actually that good to make me not bored. Uh, there were some flaws in the trailer. One of them was that the repetitive use of this shot of this guy—I think one of the Black Manta's henchmen—that went behind uh, was shot from his behind, and it kept moving, went into the wall. That kind of felt repetitive the second time around. However, that whole scene and Black Manta chase—if it doesn't have a good music to accompany it, any good, you know, a any good score then it can really backfire. The score that was used in the trailer was good, but not perfect. It did steal away from kind of the slowness of this scene, but I'm hoping that in the final movie there's actually a good score that makes you just feel like your heart's pumping and you know, you're feeling how these guys are feeling, that they're running away. Uh, anything else in the trailer, like the chemistry between Arthur and Mira was amazing. The visual effects are actually amazing, the characters under the sea, everything in this movie looks amazing. And for those saying that the movie has been spoiled in five minutes, I don't think it's been spoiled at all. I mean, we didn't see that much. I mean, we know the story and the outline, but I don't think it's spoiled. And besides, if you didn't want it spoiled, why the hell did you watch it? And by the way, the classic suit on Jason Momoa looks really good. I didn't expect this. He looks seriously badass. He... For those of you saying that, you know, we like the older suits and everything. This this looks cheesy. I invite you to actually read the DC Comics featuring Aquaman. He also wears the same suit and he looks badass. And you cannot deny that. So, don't say that. Don't say that this character is not badass or anything because in the comics, he actually is a badass, you know, at least from, I think, New 52, this thing started to, you know, make Aquaman a badass character, there goes that, um, we're hearing that maybe Shazam will also have, um, an appearance tonight, I'm not sure, um, I just heard from some people that there have been teases, I didn't see anything, so I cannot say for sure, um, so, aside from all of these, you know, NYCC and the rumors, let's talk about, you know, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, of course, as you know, has had its dub version of the trailer. And it doesn't seem that there's anything different from whatever people translated. So, all the issues I raised with the previous episode still stands and there's nothing that I'm gonna retract. So, big problem with all of them being the same age. I can understand Broly and Goku, but no, not Vegeta. Vegeta needs to be older. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna actually go ahead and say that that's not cool. Another news that recently popped up was that Mark Ruffalo, apparently, and I think it was a big troll on their part, uh... Was that basically he said that, yes, uh, I spoiled the title of Avengers 4, so Jimmy, please bleep it out. <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon does that. I mean, in the show, you just see him, he's like, yeah, I think the title of Avengers is out there. It's definitely beep. And we're all like, what? <laughs> and then we see the uh, Russo brothers just saying that, oh, no, Mark, you're fired. So, it's a big troll on their part, it's not a cool thing to do, dudes, what the hell. So, <laughs> we're really being teased here, and apparently they don't want to reveal anything until Captain Marvel hits theaters. It's a long way off, but if they're waiting until then, I expect the uh, end credit scenes for Captain Marvel to actually include a trailer for this movie like how Captain America at the end of the movie features a trailer for Avengers, that trailer to me is still really epic. I mean, as much as I don't like Marvel Cinematic Universe recently, that trailer got me really excited for Avengers. The idea was actually really good. So, uh, there's that. Then, of course, the other news that seriously shocked me... Um. Venom apparently has a really good audience score. This is weird. Venom uh, currently has a 31% uh, tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes, which means only 31% of the critics, one-third, gave this movie a positive review. Everybody else, negative review. Though, keep this in mind that Rotten Tomatoes actually has a history of rating... Good reviews as bad, and bad reviews as good sometimes. I don't know why. So, it's kind of weird that they do this. But, well, with 31%, the audience score is 89. Seriously weird. By 89%, we don't mean that, you know, its score out of 100 is 89. But it basically means that 89% of the audience liked the movie as opposed to 31% of the critics, so this is a big backlash to the critics, and apparently the movie also broke records with uh, 10 million in preview nights, and it's being kind of, you know, um, predicted that the movie will go upwards of 70 million, and will shatter the record held by gravity. The movie will shatter that record regardless, but how much, that's the main point it was said that this movie is going to go 100 to till 150. Now, if the movie really has this kind of an audience score and people like it, I think that it actually has a chance to break that 100 mil record anyway. So, we just got to wait and see how much it does, how how well does it do now, the movie. So, I'm hopeful. If people actually liked it, I think that there's a good chance that the movie's gonna actually break some records on its own, and it's gonna turn a profit for Sony. However, doing this means that basically Sony's gonna be like, yay, we got this much money by having it PG-13. So it's gonna encourage them a little bit. But at the same time, I do wanna see Carnage in the next movie. I do wanna see another Venom movie, but I hope they learn from their mistakes and actually make a good Venom movie next time around. There's that, then there's also Assassin's Creed Odyssey. People are seriously furious about this game. The game has a good critic score, it's 85, but user score is still pretty low. In fact, on Xbox, I saw it just dipping as low as 5. On PlayStation 4, it's actually 6.5 or 6.7, it just fluctuates a little bit. But on Xbox 5, it's seriously bad. Though PlayStation has 300 ratings on Metacritic, that gives it a 6-user score, Xbox has 50. I'm, I'm not sure which one to believe more, but I know that you know, nobody's happy with this. Now, what are some gripes people have? One of the main ones is that the game has microtransactions, which is not good. I didn't expect the game to have microtransactions, and they say that it's a heavy grind, in the game, that you basically have to, you know, do a lot of grind to simply level up. And that's a big gripe that many people have. And I did hear this in many reviews that, you know, it takes a long time for you to level up, but it's not that bad. In fact, Powerpix also said that, you know, by the end of the game, you can actually finish it by having this level, and then you have to work your way until you get 50, but it's not as hard as you might think. So I don't know. Maybe the version that uh, reviewers had is different than the uh, version that other people had. This this is very reminiscent of Star Wars Battlefront 2. If you remember Battlefront 2, none of the critics came out and said that you know there's a big grind for basically leveling up. If you remember that, but people said that there's a huge grind available, and when the game officially came out, people were furious as hell, and then the media took notice that, yes, there's actually something different, so maybe this is the same thing, maybe Ubisoft just decided to change things up a bit, and just ignored people, and used its own uh, stupid strategies to actually, you know, just come out and say that, yeah, you know, we we didn't change anything, they liked the game, so... (laughs) It's it's one of the things that Ubisoft. I don't think is beyond doing. I mean, Ubisoft is turning into a new EA, so I will not be surprised if they deny this altogether. However, I am surprised if they're actually introducing microtransactions into a Assassin's Creed game, and then they expect people to actually keep playing it six months after the game comes out, which is a long shot, if. This microtransaction thing is real, and you have to grind a lot to get to this point. Then there's also another gripe people have, and it's that, why is it called Assassin's Creed when nothing remotely connects this game to Assassin's Creed? People keep saying that, you know, this is no different than Origins, that everything is basically the same. There is no improvement in the free running and things like that. And, in fact, the game is only focusing on RPG, and that the game is no longer what's made Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed. I'm inclined to believe people on this. I mean, this is one of my problems with this game as well, that this game looks nothing like Assassin's Creed. So, there's this big problem. Then some people are defending the game and saying, well, you're getting a new game, a good game. Why don't you like it? Well, that's the problem. If this game wasn't called Assassin's Creed, if this was just simply called Odyssey, I would have, you know, just bought it because of the reviews saying, okay, this is exciting. But when I hear that basically this is not the Assassin's Creed game that we all expected, it just makes me angry. And especially when they say that the modern day story, which I actually liked at one point, is... The same as it always was, basically a nonsensical story with a million subplot that's never going to pay off. So this is what's making people very, very angry, very displeased. I'm going to actually keep an eye out for Steam because Steam actually needs you to buy the game before you can rate it. So that one makes a big difference in terms of reviews. So nobody can just go and give the game a low score. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Um, but however, I really, uh, I don't want Assassin's Creed to fail. In fact, I just want it to be successful. But I want it to be successful in a good way. That actually makes us, the players, say with pride that, yeah, I played the new Assassin's Creed game and I liked it. Not to say that, you yeah, know, I played Origins. It, it wasn't that good. I keep saying this for Origins. Origins sucked in many ways, especially in story. So, um, there's that. We're not sure if Assassin's Creed Odyssey's bad reviews are basically because people truly hate it and they think it's bad or that uh, it's something else. We're not sure. Um, However, I'll be keeping an eye on this one. Uh, On the other hand, I just remembered that Venom actually has a higher audience score on Rotten Tomatoes than A Star Is Born, which is weird considering how people kept saying uh, that this movie was amazing, Lady Gaga is amazing, wow, the movie's good, but that's Rotten Tomatoes, you know, you can't seriously uh, say that, you know, they're accurate as hell. Because IMDb is basically the place that's accurate and Venom currently has 7.1 rating on IMDb. Not bad, actually. 7 out of 10 is really good. Especially for a movie that had this much of a bad rating going for it. However, I have no idea what's the IMDb rating for Star is Born. I'm going to check that. So, thank you for joining us. Uh, This was all the news that happened. I think I did manage it in a good time. Uh, today I'm also going to be reviewing Spider-Man PS4 video game, and uh, it actually took me some time to you know make this review, uh, but I did finish the game really fast and platinumed it, so I'm going to play it a little more today to find some of the secrets I missed, then I'm going to post this review. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us, I hope you liked this episode, and see you guys soon again.